Hey guys, and welcome back to the channel. WTA final power rankings for the US Open 2022. We're going to break it down. As you can see on screen, this is the first edition of the power rankings. This is the list for the first edition anyway. This is what we're going to work with, and then we're going to break it down, of course, and we're going to see a lot of movers on this list. Um, it's going to be very tough to know who's going to be at number one, honestly, because I have no idea. I have absolutely zero idea who should be number one uh, on the women's side. And there's so many different players at the moment as well who could challenge. Uh, we've just had Cincinnati and Montreal, uh, two really good tournaments. Halep, of course, winning in Montreal or Toronto and Caroline Garcia winning in Cincinnati. So before we get into it, though, remember to hit that like button and subscribe if you're new, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on a podcast platform, remember to leave a rating and review Follow us, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thank you so much for getting involved. Okay. For those of you who haven't watched the Power Rankings videos before, uh, then I will quickly explain it. If you have, then skip the next 30 seconds and you can skip right to uh, when we break down from 1 to 10. So for those who haven't watched it uh, and are wondering what the heck are Power Rankings and how do we do this? So it's really a form guide to be really, really blunt about it. It's a form guide. It's, it's a guide of the most informed player to the 10th most informed player and going into a Grand Slam. So we do it after, well, during, what's going to say during, before every Grand Slam and normally do a couple of iterations, couple of editions of it. What does it cater in? It caters in the most recent results. So the last few weeks, for example, US Open Series, massive indicator, I guess, of, of someone's form going into the US Open where it's going through the same surface. Um, Cincinnati plays relatively similar to the US Open nowadays. So that's a good indicator and yardstick as uh, so we look at that. And we also look at the whole year as well. What have players' forms been like? What has a player's form been like throughout the whole year in 2022? And placing a little bit more emphasis on the Australian Open, given it's a hard-court Grand Slam similar to the US Open. Yes, plays a bit quicker, but there's more comparability or more compatibility with the US Open than Wimbledon or the French Open. So that's how I see it. That's how I look at it and, and then judge, okay, who's in form and who's looking good, who maybe has dropped off a little bit. Then the third factor, which isn't as much of a factor, but I still have to cater it in, of course, is past results at the US Open. So if someone has, for example, won the US Open in the last three years, which hasn't happened on the women's side, but let's say it had, then they would get a big tip, right, from me to say, well, okay, they've got history of it. Why can't they come again and do it? Similarly, last year we had Raducanu win it, Fernandez in the final. That is catered in. Sabalenka made the semis as well. Um, Sakari. We'll have to look into that and see whether their form is backing it up. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be so interesting because I have absolutely zero idea. I haven't even thought about it beforehand. I wanted to think about it with you guys, talk it through with you guys, and also get your opinions on it in the comment section because I'm interested to know what your Guys, lists are from 1 to 10. Who have you picked? Let's get into it. Number one. So number one is, is a very tough one and, and potentially one of the toughest. So as I said, Caroline Garcia won Cincinnati and Halep won Montreal. 
Sviontek was my number one last week, despite not having some good performances. Now, what we're going to also do is not just say, okay, well, this person made the quarters, this person made the semis. I'm also going to look at the wins that people have had and who they've lost to, uh, and if that has any bearing. So Sviontek lost to Hadda Meyer in Canada and then lost to Madison Keys in Cincinnati. Madison Keys went on to make the semis of... Yeah, she made the semis, right, of Cincinnati. So it's not a terrible loss from Sviontek, but it's not a great one here. She did beat Sloane Stevens in the first round, which was a good win. Uh, tight affair, 6-4-7-5. Do we still have her at number one? She's one of the more, she is one of the more informed players, given the fact that she... What? She won Roland Garros. She made the semifinals of the Australian Open. And yes, she didn't do too well at Wimbledon, but... That has less of a bearing, you could argue. The The issue I have is I don't really know who else goes number one because you could then look at the, one of the other Grand Slam finalists in Ribikina. Of course, Australian Open winner Ash Barty's retired, so we can't talk about her. But Ribikina made the quarterfinals of Cincinnati, losing to Madison Keys. She'd beaten Sharif, Magarutha, and Risk. Magarutha nowadays not really a great win on her resume just because she's in terrible form. Lost Coco Goff in the second round of Canada in three sets. Of, well, and to be honest with you, it was a third set tiebreaker. So unlucky there. I don't know. I genuinely don't. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Who should be number one? And I just have zero idea. I'm going to stick. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with Sviontek because, honestly, I don't know who should who else should be in there. Who is in fantastic form? Halep won Canada, I guess you could say, but in Cincinnati, she got injured. It was a walkover against Kudamatova. Do we put her there and say, well, she was injured, but she didn't lose? Do we put someone else in there? Like, who else would go in there? Caroline Garcia was in the Kvitova, made the final, but then Kvitova hasn't been that good this year. Generally, yes, she can peak, and we know how dangerous she can be. She's explosive. She's a two-time Wimbledon champion, but never won a Grand Slam on the other surface. She's dangerous, though. Lost in the first round to Alison Risk in Canada, and, and Cincinnati... Made the final, beating Madison Keys, Tomjanovic, Jabir, Kirsty, Teichman. I'm going to stick with Sviontek at number one. Uh, and really just because I'm not quite sure I trust anyone else at number one. But I think she warrants being number one. Uh... Her status as number one is correct right now. The big question mark is going to be her ability on the hard courts. And she seems to have gone off the ball a little bit. But what I'm banking on is her ability to raise her level for the US Open, really. Coco Goff was at number two. Now, she made the quarterfinals of Canada. And there was a walkover because she was injured against Buscova. Now, I can't really read much into that because she was clearly injured. What do we think? I mean, should she stay at number two? Halep was injured as well. It's tough, a couple of walkovers. 
Then we had Kvitova and Keys. I'm going to stick with Goff at two. Uh, again, because I just it's so difficult. What do we do? Do we start moving everyone around and saying, well, okay, Kvitova made the final, Caroline Garcia won it. Let's chuck Caroline Garcia at number two. I don't think so. Do you? Don't know. Um, Jabo was at three. Now, she lost to Kvitova in the round of 16. In Canada, she lost in the first round. I think she has to she has to drop down. She has to drop down. Um, she can't be at three. I'm not sure where she will be, but she's not going to be at three. Uh, then we need to start thinking about who's our number three because I do think this is where it gets interesting. This is where it gets really intriguing. Caroline Garcia won Cincinnati in Canada. She lost in the first round to Cornet. Poland Open won it. And to be fair to her, she beat Doi, Cocciaretto, Sviontek, Paolini, and Bogdan. Caroline Garcia is my number three. In fact, well, we have to take into account her. How did she do Australia as well as the other question? Indian Wells, she lost to Caroline to Radicanu, second round. I mean, that's a that's not no real shame in that. Lost in the first round to Baptiste in Australian Open, three sets. Yeah, I'll stick stick her at three. Uh, see Garcia, number four. So do we stick with Halep at four? Do we stick and twist or say no? Someone else should be there. Should Kvitova be there? Should Madison Keys be there? No. Even Emirata Kanu, who had a pretty good run, she beat two notable players in Serena and Azarenka. I get Serena Williams is not the player she once was. Azarenka is still quite dangerous. That's quite a good win, I have to say. Uh, and she looked really good. She bageled both of them as well. So there is something to be said about that. Leila Fernandez has been injured, if I'm not mistaken, for quite a long time. That's a big shame because I'm not quite sure if she's going to be fully found. I'm hoping she is going to be fit for the US Open, but she did play Cincinnati. She lost in the first round to lay that to uh, Alexandrova. She's not going to be anywhere near the power rankings, but that's not to say she can't do something at the US Open. It's just so open right now. Number four, I'm going to stay with Halep. I just think the injury doesn't, you can't really read too much into that. I think we also saw on the men's side that a lot of people who went deep in Canada then struggled at Cincinnati. And we've seen something similar, I think, or saw something similar in Cincinnati. And that's understandable. Had Maya lost to Ostapenko in the first round in straight sets in Cincinnati, but then she did also make the final, so she would have been slightly tired. So I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say she should stay at number five. That's my view on it. This is where we're now going to see some movement because Kasatkina lost to Anissimova in the first round, and Anissimova has been pretty good, and I thought she should be in and around the power rankings. Wasn't sure where she should be. Now she was. She lost. Sorry, even to Shelby Rogers because of a walkover. Canada lost in the second round to Pushkova in, in straight sets. Quarterfinal Silicon Valley Classic. Uh, I mean, you know, should she be there? We'll talk about them in a second. But for me, looking at that list, looking at who's on there, Kasatkina. I'm not sure she's even going to make the top ten, honestly, given current form. Billy made the quarterfinals, lost to Caroline Garcia, beat Radicanu and Kostyuk. That's some great wins there. But 
So quarterfinals there, and then what in Canada? She made a semi-final, which is really impressive. Let's compare that to Sabalenka, who made the semis this week, right? Lost Caroline Garcia in three sets, made a round of 16. I think we need to move both of these players up one. So I'm going to go with Pagula at six, and I'm going to go Sabalenka at seven. And I think that's pretty fair because Pagula lost an eventual champion in Caroline Garcia, uh, as is Sabalenka. So I think we can say, well, okay, that's the way it is. They both just lost on en route to someone's winning championship run. Then we talk about the others. And I think we do have to talk about We have to then cater in recent results. And Madison Keys, Petrovitsova, these types of players, we do need to start talking about them because they had good runs. They beat some very good players. So the first one we can talk about is Madison Keys. Lost in the first round of Canada, but then beat Potenseva, Ostapenko, Sviantek, Ribakina. I mean, she is going to be in there for me. And then we've also got Kovitova, who she beat at Cincinnati. She beat... Caroline, uh, sorry, lost Caroline Garcia, beat Madison Keys, Tomjanovic, Jabur, Kirsty Teichman. Arguably, you could say Madison Keys has the more notable victories, but then lost to Kovitova. But that doesn't mean that rankings wise, you're necessarily. But th these rankings don't necessarily mean that, for example, Shriontek would beat Pagula. It just means form wise, this is who is at the top. That form wise, in terms of recently and the whole year. And I think Shriontek is the most informed player of the whole year, that is. Um, which is why I have her still at number one. So I'm going to go Kvitova at number eight. Has to be in there because made the final, looked good uh, throughout the whole tournament. She got injured in the final as well. So who knows? Maybe she wins that. Lost to Kirsty Bencic in the first round of Cincinnati. Not quite sure about her, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to put Keys. Keys at number nine. Madison Keys at number nine. It has to be. has to be. Those wins, Sviantek, etc. I mean, so, so good. So, so good. Keys at number nine. Then number 10. Who are we going with? Who are we going with? It could be literally anyone. Now, I'm going to go pretty left field. Now, you could go with Bencic. I'm going to put a little bit of faith in our Brit. And you're going to be like, you're going to be barfing right now and thinking, Fazan, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And you're right. I also want to say shout out to Sakari because Sakari lost to Caroline Garcia in the first round. But it was 7-6-6-7-6-1. Now, those two tiebreakers, she takes both of them. We're not seeing a Caroline Garcia win at Cincinnati. Now, she lost the eventual champion. So she's still in and around. And considering she made the semifinals of the US Open last year, she's in there. Sabalenka, of course, made the semis as well. She's at seven. Number 10, though, is Raducanu, the current U.S. Open champion. And I have a feeling, I don't think she's going to win it. I don't think she's going to win the U.S. Open. But I do have a feeling that if she gets a decent draw, she might make like the quarters, for example. Maybe even a semi. If she plays like how she played in Cincinnati. Against Serena, she played really well. 6-4-6 love, bageled her, looked really good. I think she made one unforced error the whole match against Serena Williams. If she can do that. I mean, incredible and hit a lot of winners as well. 
against Azarenka, similar story, 6-love, six 6-2. Six I mean, it was an absolute demolition job. Against Pagula was different. Now, the one issue I have with Raducanu is when she loses the first set, I'm not convinced that she has the mental toughness and maybe the resilience to turn things around. I feel like she's very much a momentum-type player. And if she starts well or she wins the first set, it gives her that confidence to then go on. And that's normally when she's playing her best tennis. I'm hoping that she'll be able to change that as she gets older and matures. But at the moment, I feel like that's what she is. She's someone who, once she starts playing really well, it's very tough to stop her. Um, but if she doesn't play particularly well at the start, then she can drop her level. I feel like when she has the momentum, she's like a freight train. It's so hard to stop her. And she plays top 10 level, top 5 level even at times. But when she hasn't started well, when it, she's up against it straight away, she tends to then drop off and play a top 50, top 100 level. And that is a disparity I see. So I'm putting her in there. She's a little bit of a wild card at 10. But the wins over Azarenka and Serena I thought were really good. And yes, I get. Azarenka's a little bit older as well, but she's still dangerous. So to only drop two games against is impressive. Against Serena as well, like yeah, Serena's again a shadow of the player she once was, but it's still an impressive, you know, feat to beggar her. And against Pagula, it was tight, seven five six four. Didn't play her best tennis, but Pagula's a very, very good and consistent performer and has been throughout the whole year. That's why she finds herself at number six on the power rankings. And Raducanu, I think, just didn't quite figure it out quick enough. But Against other players, maybe not someone like a Bagula, I don't see why she can't have some success. So that's my power rankings for the women's side. A little bit quicker than the men's side, to be fair. And the reason why is because when I'm going through this, it's just so open. I think I've got Shviontek at one, Coco Goff at two. So Shviontek at one because of her form really throughout the whole year. Uh, her form recently hasn't been good, so she's lucky to hold on to number one spot. But none of these players below her have really done enough combined recently and throughout the whole year to usurp her, to knock her off the top spot. Coco Goff, I've got number two, a French Open finalist, but also someone who has gone pretty deep uh, in multiple tournaments, quarterfinals, semifinals, etc. Caroline Garcia just won Cincinnati, also won the Poland Open, beating Sviontek and a few other very big names. Lost in the first round of Canada, but as we've seen on both the men and women's side, a lot of people that did well in one tournament didn't particularly do well in the other tournament. Halep won Canada, then had a walkover, or sorry, retired even, in Cincinnati. So can't really look too much into Cincinnati, but she's obviously in some good form given she won in Canada. So she's at four. Halep Meyer made the final uh, in Canada and then lost in the first round to Ostapenko, who is very dangerous. No shame in that. And again, would have been slightly tired, you'd imagine. Uh, also had a good grass court swing, different surface, but she's clearly found a bit of form this year. And Pagulas, who's been probably arguably the most consistent player this whole year, Pagula, uh, really has been just consistently making, uh, you know, quarterfinals, semifinals, and really, really impressively just putting together a very, I think, a very good resume of events where she has gone deep in pretty much all of them uh, and doesn't tend to lose in the first, second round, doesn't tend to get upset she does well to i think carry through in tournaments and i'm quite impressed with her 
ability to go deep consistently. Uh, the next step, of course, is to win titles. Sabalenka at seven semi-finalists at the US Open last year and also someone who made the semis this this year as well at Cincinnati. She's found some good form, which is great to see. Lost in three sets to the eventual winner, Caroline Garcia. So let's see how she gets on. Then Kovitsova, the finalist in Cincinnati. Um, a bit of a wild card as well. Same with Madison Keys. Both haven't played that well this year. Played well in spurts and then not really set the world alight, but have some really, really recent form going into the US Open. Then I've got Radicanu, and this is more, again, some recent form. Uh, losing in the end to Pagula, who you know lost to Caroline Garcia. So you know, Pagula, as I said, are very very solid. So not a terrible terrible loss, or even. But Raducanu also the the champion going back to New York. She'll have some good memories there. I don't think she'll feel a lot of pressure because I don't think a lot of people expect her to do too much. They don't expect her to win. I don't think anyway. So she'll probably go there, and it will be uh, more of a fun experience, hopefully. Uh, but I have a feeling she'll do okay. Uh, but you never know. She could get a terrible draw and then it becomes difficult and you can even go out in the first round. So that's my power rankings, my final power rankings for the US Open 2022. Let me know yours. What do you agree with? What do you disagree with? Uh, who do you think should have been included that wasn't? Let me know. I'm interested to know your thoughts. Ribakina is one that probably, you know, outside chance of getting included. Um, someone like a Kasatkina as well. Uh, there's a lot of players, right, that you could say maybe they should be included. Bedosa, Sakari, all of these players. Let me know your thoughts on who you think should be included. And, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We've got so much content coming out, so make sure you hit that notification bell. And also, like the video, subscribe if you haven't done so already. Really appreciate it. And consider joining if you haven't done so already. Thank you so much, guys. Stay safe and well. We'll see you.